Lagos Talks 91.3 and Corporate Shepherds presents the man of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Enang. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome, my dear friends, to Navigate with I.D. A special Christmas Eve edition. Friends, First and foremost, let's thank God for grace and for life. Just about this time last year, we had the great opportunity of sharing together. And I recall that this time last year, we had an opportunity to put some things on the table where we had lunch on Christmas Day with some of the listeners. But today, it's a different story. The story being COVID-related, the story being not being able to do the things we want to do simply because of the present times. But we cannot but look at the vitals of history. The vitals of history make all the difference in defining the present. And sometimes you may also think to a large extent that it does take the future. So within that context, you'll realize that history, like we started, is critical in determining what would happen going forward. And so, when I talk about the vitals of history, I speak to it within the confines of our personal lives, our careers, our work as a people in terms of our nation, Nigeria, and so many dimensions. But because of the times and the seasons we are in, and for the fact that we are going to find ourselves in a new vista called the new year, I want to personally seek and ask and crave your indulgence that you allow me suspend the conversations around looking at the real history. For instance, looking at the West African history, looking at our cultural history as a people, looking at our history as a country, Nigeria. I trust God as we step into the new year, that I'll look for the proper additions to unveil that part because I believe it is very necessary. I believe that young people need to understand that what you have today as a cluster, as a conglomeration of a country with constituents called Nigeria came out of different dimensions and fittings. And so, friends, permit me to seize the moment by reason of reflection and also building on what we had on Tuesday As I look at us, taking the vitals of history to begin the journey into our personal lives. Our personal lives will require us to look back, to be able to determine the things we did not do well. It will determine the way we are going to handle the things that will come our way. Just looking at 2020, from the month of March itself, is a peep into history because it is history in the real sense. So what exactly are we going to be doing? Because as we step into 2021, you will realize that setting priorities is key. Setting priorities have always been key. But with your kind permission, I want to introduce a word or words that will change that landscape and make you begin to look back at the things you need to do differently. And so when I take the construct of the vitals of history, I would like to set it within the context of setting the right priorities. 
setting the right priorities, piggybacking on history. Because what has befallen many of us is nothing short of a total disregard of history. And I can start from several places. I can start from several locations. I can start from different contexts. But what is very paramount is that you and I understand that the ability to set priorities amongst your goals and activity is very key to driving your personal effectiveness. But it takes understanding what you should look through in that process, especially for you. So what do you consider to be short-term? What do you consider to be medium-term? What do you consider to be long-term? These are things that we'll be looking at as we come through this whole strata of conversation. Because there's a natural tendency for you to spend valuable time on many things that you consider major, but they are minor. They may not even attach any value. Many of us major in minors. But at the end, we do not understand that setting the right priorities can actually make us turn and make the Pareto principle come to life. Meaning that we put 20% effort and get 80% results. But many times, many put in 80% of the work and what they get is 20%. Many have worked so tirelessly. And guess what? You walk like elephants and they eat like ants. Why? Because of missing the link of setting the right priorities. People don't understand that it's important to walk in a way and manner that allows you reap the benefits of the greatest and the best of times. Why? Because that's what works. But a large majority tend to walk around the line of least resistance. It's called comfort. It's called the place I can hide under one little finger. Tomorrow is Christmas. Have you reflected on the last Christmas Day? Christmas Day 2019. What happened? Now, you could sit there and say December 25th 2019, we barely could have a decent meal. So what is it today? If the situation has not changed, then it means you did not learn from that historical part. Historical knowledge that just eluded you. You are the husband. You are the father. You are the guardian. You are the mother. You are the woman of honor. What have you done to ensure that this Christmas will be a much more glorious one than the last one. Tendency is for us to blame it on the Marines. And the Marines will stop at no other person, but whoever did not make your Christmas come through. Could be your employer. Could be government. Could be your neighbors. Could be the community. Could be your family. But I want to say something to you. Except you go around the curve in a way and manner where the vitals of December 2019 come through for you. What did you see? What did you do? What did you hope to do differently so that December 25th, 2019 does not repeat itself come December 25th, 2020? I'm sure the vast majority will blame it on COVID or something. There is always a fall guy or a fall name. And I'm coming to you to challenge you and say it's because you did not set the right priorities. Number one, you did not learn from your mistakes. 
Number two, you refused to accept responsibility for the things you did or did not do well. Whether action or inaction, they always speak something. Results. But it is very easy for us to focus on the things that don't matter. But I can tell you that you need to focus on those things that can make a real difference in your life. And that's what Christmas is bringing. Christmas is telling you it's a time of joy. It's a season of care. It's a season of love. It's a season where most of the things that we so desire to see, we are able to extract and to give to people. Are you in that place to do that? No. For God so loved the world that he gave. It's a time of giving. Look back in the year that has just passed. How many times can you say you were giving a part of you? You were giving in any form. Just by giving someone a right of way. It's a, it's a heart and attitude of giving. Just by stepping low for another to rise. It's an art of giving. Just by stepping away from dissident behavior. is an art of giving. But you may not realize it. You may not have learned lessons. But here you are asking questions. Here you are moaning. It's about the eve of Christmas. So if you are one of the mourners and people murmuring, don't murmur. Now I want to ask you to do something different. That you are here December 24th, 2020, the eve of Christmas. That come December 24, 2021, it will be a different Christmas. I want you to see that from this lens that you must set the priorities right. But in setting the priorities right, you need to set and establish some values. And it starts from you determining those things which are really important to you and the things which are not important. And you need to select the most important ones. Many of us, like I said, major and minors. So what do I need to do to ensure that next Christmas I will be a giver, I will be a lender to nations, and I will not be a borrower? It means some things must take shape, that the structure of my life must begin to be restructured and constructed to make it happen. It starts from making clear what you stand for and what you don't. You must be clear about your values before you set your priorities. Many of us do it the other way. Many of us tend to set priorities without having values. And so when we are accosted with the exigencies of the environment and elements, what do we do? We cave in. And guess what? Results don't happen. In a few days from now, we'll be talking about New Year's Eve. And exactly on the 31st, you'll be hearing me say the same thing to you, that we're about to make a turn into a new year. But really and truly, we're already in the new year. The attitude of the noun is the attitude of, the, of tomorrow. If you're already basking in the euphoria of being lazy, of not having the right set of activities that will match your values, then you obviously are telling me that your priorities are not even determined not to talk of setting them. So it is not possible for you to harvest where you do not sow. There are three fundamental elements that work through it from a process standpoint. And it's taking the attitude of a farmer. You know, one of the things that, have, that hit me two days ago as I woke up very early in the morning was as if the Lord was saying to me, I did 2021 is going to be a, a very determining year for you to be restored as an individual. 
but you must go back to the basics and do the things that will make it happen. Number one, you must focus on the seed. You must determine the quality of your seed. You must begin to look at the quality of your seed vis-a-vis the soil that you are taking it to. And he said, the minute I do that, that I need from that seed, there will be planting. And from planting, there will come growth. And after growth, there will be harvest. This is not the time for me to share with you one, two, three, four elements that hit me on that. And what I have started doing as regards what I have personally embraced you have also had the same, but you ignore it. You say, oh, I don't know. Something said to me, what thing? Just do it. Just walk around it and think about it. What it means that you need to spend time and prepare. It means that you have to spend time and study to understand what are those things that I did in the past. What are those things that easily beset me that do not allow me Take advantage of the now to make my future a lot better. What it also means is that you may be valuing the wrong things. Today, a lot of us value social media more than our typical study or time to build ourselves. Many of us think that our values can be seen on the pages of Instagram as we tweet, as we collaborate, as we sit in that community So many of us are defining our values based on that. At the end, you can't set the right priorities because you're going to be looking at another man's watch or clock to work. It doesn't work that way. I don't know if my Yoruba is still intact like it used to be, but I remember my grandmother will always tell me that my grandmother, maternal grandmother, mommy would always say to me at that point, She was very, very clear. But I took those things and I also heard my mother say to me all the time. She always talked to me about the quality of friends and the type of friendship I should have. My mother would tell me, listen, this is not just with the axiom, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. She said, you start, when you start with a certain kind of friendship and friends, it can tell you where you will land because friends can actually lead you into a ship that ultimately will set sail on a journey you never wanted to go. So you must be very clear. Know where this particular friend is coming from. Know those things that are keeping that friend alive. What is it that motivates him when he wakes up in the morning? What does he think? Does he care about the family? He say, anytime you go to these supposed friends of yours, their homes, just watch. Sit down. Sit down and watch the movement Watch the activity in the house. And that would tell you the inherent DNA. Those were not our words. She didn't use the words DNA. But she talked about the values. So I have come to understand that you must pay attention to your value system. So your actions will determine your values. As you are stepping into 2021, friends, this is Christmas knocking. The next Christmas can be a lot better than this one. But it's all about your values. Many of us have lost our sense of values because of what? The type of relationship that we keep. Some of us are walking through the lenses of other people. Why? Because we want to be like others. Just like Saul or the children of Israel. Why did they want a king? 
We want to be like other nations. Why do you want to be like other nations? Because they have a king. That's not a priority for you. That's not your game. Why do you want to do the things you do? Because you want to please others. Or you want to be enrolled into their own school. Who said you don't have your school? You are probably have a better school. You probably even have what it takes for you to take on a lot more. There is one character I love so much. It's a young man called Jephthah. Jephthah had no reason whatsoever to be who he was. But you know, as a good boy records it, this boy was the son of a harlot. Now, as the son of a harlot, was it his responsibility to impregnate the mom? No, it was his father. So people look at him and they labeled him son of a harlot. And things happened to him. But then, that pushed him out. And when it came to the time where his own brothers decided to push him out, his kinsmen, who did he turn to? He turned to the area boys and he became an outcast. And he became the king of the boys. But you know what? At the end of the day, when trouble began into their community and city, they needed just one man to come and build them out. It was at that point he renegotiated himself. And he said, if you want me to come back, then I'll be the head of the clan. Do you see how things can turn around? That even you sitting and listening to me right now, you can be a stone that has been rejected by your family. You could be a stone that has been rejected by your office, by your bosses, by your organization. But you do not in any way sit down and begin to moan because you want to be like what they want you to be like. What exactly did God want you to be? How has God formed you and put you in a state to make you better than you could be? The stone that the builders rejected became the chief cornerstone. You can turn around to become the chief cornerstone. All it takes is for you to set the right priorities. You may not do the right things. You may not do things right. But you must do the right things. But doing things right means you are efficient. And doing the right things will always tell you how effective you are. So, you must always act in a manner consistent with what is most important to you. Be selfish for once. When I mean being selfish is be tunnel visioned. Just look at how you spend your time. Look at what you do. This will ultimately reflect on how true your values are. Because without an alignment between your values, your activities will lead you astray, will lead you into a space that you don't want to be. And guess what? What is waiting at the end? God forbid, depression. Many people are depressed today because they started on the wrong note. And that's why I'm asking that we look closely at the vitals of history. It is your story. What exactly did you not do well three months ago, six months ago, one year ago, two years ago? In what capacities did you fail? So as we begin to look at setting goals, setting milestones, we must not walk away from the vagaries of the moment, which is sitting in a pedestal to say, I missed it here, but I'm lacking something. Many of us are going through stress and unhappiness because you're already wondering, this is not about the, the partial lockdown. It's not about COVID per se. But you just know that things are not really working well. You're not alone, friends. 
the pressure on the environment is on all of us. A few days ago, as I walked through to try to make sure that everyone, everyone in my organization gets duly paid and getting what their due is. Now I can tell you that this Christmas is not the same as the last Christmas in several dimensions. As a business, as an individual, and also as a as a leader, I can tell you. Because a lot of my folks that supposedly see me as their leader have come to me asking questions. And one of the things I say to them is I tell them my story. I said, do you think that my story is better, brighter, or greater than yours? I said, they know. I said, what's different is how we approach it. Our approach to whatever we are going through is going to determine how well we are going to do on the other side. So I bring them to a space of getting them aligned, first of all, with their values and their activities so that stress and unhappiness can be extracted. When you remove stress and unhappiness and all you decide to do is to be happy, trust me, you are going to release those beautiful hormones that will make the difference. And when they get into your system, you start radiating. It will be shown. People will see it in your skin. People will see it in your outlook. People will see all it takes is just a smile. I know you think all of these things, mm, this man no understand. Yes, I don't understand because I don't put myself in that kind of space. What are you going to do? Are there times and moments that I've sat down and I'll say, how did I get to this place? Yes. And I reflect. I look back at three years ago and I look at certain things I should have done, certain investments I should have made. And when I sit back and I ask myself, looking back, I think I was a bit wasteful. But as I get into that trajectory, I'll hear my boss say to me, boss, don't feel bad because at that time, you took that decision because of what it was. Now, today is now. This is now. That was then. But that singular act of me reflecting has taught me to say, what am I going to do differently as we go down the road? And that has to do with my approach and the nature of activities in terms of financial or intellectual activity. Anytime you do something that is consistent with your values and your beliefs will drive productivity, friends. But anything you do that is contrary will drive unhappiness and you will not be productive. There are some people that today are looking for this career change. But they forget that sometimes people get a job in a good company, but they don't last there. You can cross carpet to the next company, but really and truly, you may not last there. Why? The reason may actually be that the company does not align with your unique values, with your talents and your beliefs. I can attest to that. Over a decade ago, I used to work for a particular strong multinational. I woke up one day and I decided to leave. And guess what? I was not in the middle. I was not at the bottom. I was not three quarters. I was at the top. The very ladder where everybody wanted, aspired to be in my role. Everybody, they probably saw different things. Those that would love the fact that they wanted to fly first class or business, fly the world, be go on business trips, sleep in the best hotels, five star, all the way through, named country, named where, for meetings. 
or some people love that whole space. But in all of that, was I so interested? The answer is no. Because I wasn't happy. Why? Because there was a conflict, my values, personal values, and that of the company. But one day I woke up and I said, you know what, guys? Time has come. I'm moving on. And I called my team together and I said to them, guys, well, it's been a pleasure leading you as, as your MD, but I'm, I'm moving on. And they kept asking me questions to where I said, no way, I'm just going. I'm just going to take time out. But I didn't say to anyone it was because there was a clash of values. When my personal values and that of the company were not going on the same pedestal, I had to step down. I stepped down and I walked. Whilst I'm not saying to you that you be like me, but I'm telling you, when I tell you certain things, it's not because I haven't tested or tried them, but I've known that the best way to have kept my health these years, if I had continued in that job, only God knows what would have happened to my health because it became so stressful. I'll be back on the other side of this to talk to you because you must have a Merry Christmas. Regardless of what is happening to you, your best days are still ahead. So don't go away. We'll be right back. This is Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome, my dear friends, to Navigate with ID. And let me seize the opportunity to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a prosperous 2021. Friends, we've been looking at setting the right priorities, but this has been baked within the confines of our subject and the theme, the vitals of history. We looked at this from several lenses, and when we started the program, just in case you're joining us pretty late and you're, a, you're an avid listener, I had apologized because I had um, basically said we we're going to look at uh, West African history, Nigerian history in some regard. But I suddenly realized that, hey, this is the end of the year. People don't want to understand what is Mansa Musa or what is about protectorate. They want to talk about how their lives are going to change and what they need to do differently. So I put that on the back burner as appropriate. As we step into the year, I'll look for the right space to bring that in because we need to understand the history of our land, even from a basis of just sketching the surface. So... To that end, I started talking about setting the right priorities and what it would do to make us sit well. Before we took the break, I did mention that part of the problems that we have as a people is a lack of alignment. And their lack of alignment is coming basically between our values and our activities. What then happens is a lot of people today are stressed, depressed. They're unhappy but they'll start blaming it on something, somebody, or a system. But the reality is that one core element will be their values because your values will dictate and tell you where to go and where not to. For example, you will not find me in an ungodly hour in an ungodly place. Now, let me put that in parenthesis. When you walk on a certain street that you know is notorious, it's a black spot, and you decide that you want to pass that place at that time of the night, the chances of you being mugged is almost like saying you'll be mugged, but how best can you escape the mugging? You'll probably be dead or you have some, 
you still have some lips to tell the story. So why do it? Then the other thing you ask yourself, like the good old days, my grandmother would say, what are you doing outside at this time of the night? My father would tell you then, if by 9 p.m. you are not at home, he will lock the gate and lock the door. And then we used to stay in Satellite Town. And my younger brother, I would scale the fence and jump in and tap on the window. My father always found me in the house the next day in the morning. He kept wondering, how was this boy coming into this house? So the last time, you know what he did? He locked the door himself and he took the keys in to his room and put them under his pillow. And he declared war. I will see how this boy will enter the house today. And lo and behold, I found my way, but I cannot tell you how the way came through. But the thing that my father forgot was that the duplicate was also in the parlor. So I told my brother to pick up the duplicate and give to me. But think about this. Young, crafty teenager. Rather than sleep in my room, I went to the guest room, a place my father rarely goes to. So my father just thought I was outside. And in the morning, I came out and I was looking really scraggy and all that. He thought I slept outside, but I didn't. But I advised myself after that time. What I'm saying is that it's a vital element in my history, my personal history. Growing up as a teenager, we all played pranks. We did all manner of things. I mean, I remember that my friends used to bring out, you know, the, the, the cars. They'll put it into free. You know, it's on a slope. And then they open the gate and they'll just put the thing on neutral, release the handbrake, get the key and then roll the car out, don't start it and we'll go teach ourselves how to drive. Now, we did all of those things. Those are vital elements in history. But I tell you, there were lessons learned. One of the lessons was that the more you play pranks, there was always trouble somewhere. Somebody, while teaching the other how to drive, now bashes the car. Or you'd go drive your friend's father's car and there's a little accident or a dent. What do you do? Consequence, consequence, consequence. There's always been consequences in my personal life, I know whenever I want to go on a pranking mission, then I'll remember that every little prank I played as a teenager, as a young boy, always ended up in some consequence or the other. And my father never spared me. He never spared the rod because he didn't want to spoil the child. This time is very different. But I'm coming in this whole space to tell you some of those things have shaped me in terms of values. Some of those things have kept me in a space where, whereas I may make contact, but I'll not be contaminated. That's why you may hear certain things that people say or do, but do not follow what they say. Just watch them because you'll know where they're coming from. You'll see their values aligning with the measure of activity, especially what they do. They carry such, the things they do at home, they carry them into the office. They carry them from the office. They carry them into the work. When they get into the workplace, they move the same thing. As they grow in the organization, you see people grow with the wrong values because they were never set in the first place. But I know that if you want to be a square peg in a square hole, if there's anything like that, or a round peg in a round hole, you need to ensure alignment. Alignment between your values and the things that you set out to do. Now, let me step into a very strict terrain. And the terrain here is really speaking to 
how you want to apportion your work, how you want to apportion the stream of activities. So let's assume now we've sorted out values. Let's assume now that you need to do a critical assessment of the kind of friends you have, the kind of relationships you are keeping. Let's assume that you're going to let's assume that you're going to work on it. Let's assume that you've decided that the reason you've been astray is simply because you're working with the wrong company. Let's take all of that and take it as a given. Let's work on this side of the activity. How do I go about the other side? And that other side has to come from a place where you want to set some timelines. We may call them goals. We may call them whatever manner of stuff you want to say. But I'd like to put it in three different segments. One, about short term. The other will be medium term. And the other, the third, obviously, is the long term. So in terms of the activities you want to roll into, we are talking about a year from today. What should be your short-term goals? What is a short-term goal? A short-term goal will tell you what you should be doing this week or this month. Actually, within the construct of a day, week, or month. Now, if you are in business, if you are an entrepreneur, you must understand that days, weeks, months are critical. You know, a month, you can be looking at a month, but if you do not start the measurement and the work you want to do, bearing in mind a daily affair, it would easily elude you because you'll be looking at the grand the grand, the grand, grand uh, finale, which is a month. Oh, I'll get this to you in one month. Oh, I'll do this by this month. But you forget, every day you keep on procrastinating. I'll do it today. Today leaves. I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow leaves. I'll do it in two days. Two days come and they go. In no time, your one, one, one month, the alarm rings. One month and nothing has happened. In business, this is very important as this can influence issues surrounding the nature of your business. So if you are in someone in, in the manufacturing or service industry, you know that there are orders. You need to receive orders. You know that you need to produce. There are production targets that need to be met. And then you need to also produce accounts. You also need to manage your cash flow. One of the greatest challenges we have suffered as a business this year is really around cash flow maintenance. You know why? Because of high receivables that you have people that are being owed. When you are owed months and months, just like civil servants, just like workers, because of the environmental issues that came with COVID, businesses could not honor their pledges. Individuals couldn't honor their pledges. What happens? You keep still, you keep working, and as you work, you don't get paid. You'd get the job done, but you don't get paid. And the minute that runs into months, it starts from days, into weeks, into months, what happens to you? It begins to affect the way your flow of cash will happen. Well, all I'm saying to you, that you require a proper cash inflow to drive your business to function. And it has to be monitored on a day-to-day basis. So if a short-term goal for you is I need to earn something daily. That activity must tied to something that comes in daily. So it is not a susu. 
a susu can be done if you're a market woman, then you know that every day the man that will go around the stable will give him 10 naira every day. Make your 10 naira sure. So 10 naira every day. You see those women or the men that walk around in the markets with a little exercise book collecting these monies. It's, they call them cooperative. It has to be day by day. That could be a short-term goal, especially if you say you want to improve your cash flow maintenance or cash inflow maintenance. You can take the same thing and move it to a medium-term level. By medium-term, you're saying by looking at a medium-term, you are released from the urgent day-to-day stuff. You can begin to plan without having a worry about short-term issues. So, for example, a holiday. You want to have a vacation with your family. That's a personal goal. And it will be summer. Probably July could be August. Now, that may come in as a medium term, not necessarily a short-term goal, but it means that you need to shoot the arrow in such a way that it is already given that embedded in the short term, which is day-to-day, I need to put some money away to make this reality happen. Or better still, you may want to say to yourself, you want to relocate with your family in another three to five years. That's a long-term goal. So I'm just talking from a personal standpoint, saying that here you are today, whatever you want done in the next one year can be broken into three categories. You can space them as short term. You can space them as medium term. You can also space them as long term. All of that will drive the essence of what you want done. So I want to look at this within the construct of very key areas. Remember, I'm talking about the vitals of history. There are career goals. There are family goals. There are health goals. There are educational goals. There are social goals. And there are financial goals. Now, these are six probable areas that every one of us must find ourselves in. And I can put a seventh which will be around business goals. Because frankly, friends, these certificates don't really matter so much. The future that we have is not a future of certification. Certificates are necessary. Do not misunderstand me. But they are a means to an end, but not an end in itself. The world and what will change our country, Nigeria, is when people are productive. Your certificates, if you carry them, it's just like a parcel of land that is lying fallow. Many of us have pieces of land all over the place. But as long as that land is not cultivated or converted to being productive, it is almost as useless as what you see. Yes, you can say it's commanding some value simply because they built an airport or a refinery around it. It doesn't mean that the land is productive. The day it gets productive is when something is being made, produced, or activated within that parcel of land. So is your certificate. Many of you are sitting down. I have BSc, MSc, PhD. In what? It's sitting there, just like a parcel of land. So you must convert it. You must convert it. And converting it means taking that knowledge. That knowledge needs to push you in a place of productivity. And it takes an entrepreneurial mindset. So... If you permit me, I'm going to look at this and say one of the goals that you must look at in 2021 
is an entrepreneurial goal. Listen, I'm not asking you to go and do anything out of the ordinary. But I'm saying, within a short-term basis, what exactly can you do that can give you some daily income? It's as simple as that. Maybe you are one person, you live in an apartment or you live in a complex. I know those days we used to have um, schools around us and I know some people that would stay around would pack Zobo in nylon. You know, Zobo, they'll put them in packs. They call it Fanice. Now, it's segmentation because those kids in those primary schools, they can't afford Fanice or the vendor coming to bring out the bike and do papum, papum. They can't afford those ones. So there's this mama that will sit just by the gate. That mama becomes your reseller. And she comes to you, you become more or less a distributor or manufacturer. Because you have power, you have a big freezer, you spend the night just two hours mixing and packing them up. And then mama picks them and refreshes these children by just selling it for 10, 10 naira or 5, 5 naira. You can have an arrangement where she buys bulk. That will bring you 10 naira you never had yesterday. That is an entrepreneurial mindset. That's an entrepreneurial goal. So every one of us must begin to think as entrepreneurs, even if you are working for a company, for a system. I tell my colleagues, I have never one day stopped any of my staff from doing anything they want to do. As a matter of fact, one of my former drivers, once upon a time, I had the privilege of working for one of our major pay TV subscription companies to help them in driving the distribution of one of their major products today across different states of the country that they gave uh, corporate shepherds that responsibility. Now, what did I do? I needed to hire promoters. I needed to get buses, rent buses. I told my driver to go get a bus. To get a bus on hire purchase. He got it and I put his bus as part of the fleet. Do you know that from that one bus, this gentleman had three buses just from walking in the stream of that work. After that, he resigned his job as being my driver and he went to manage those buses. Now, I don't know how he has managed it, but I'm telling you, it was simply because of that measure of productivity. And I said to him, go take that higher purchase. He got it and he put it in the fleet. He became an owner of a fleet of buses simply to drive haulage afterwards. So what exactly can you see? If you can't see that opportunity, let someone help you. And who is that someone? Somebody you confide in. Somebody that you can go to. Every one of us in 2021, you must have a go-to person. If you don't have a go-to person, you're going to rot where you are because you'll just be like your certificate. You're sitting there like that parcel of land Nothing is happening, nothing is being grown, nothing is being planted, and you just sit there year in, year out, the shrubs, all manner of weeds will grow on it, and one day, guess what? There'll be a value. And the value of that property will be nothing compared to even if you had a small chakere structure on top of it, and the value would have been double. That's what I'm challenging us to look at this short term. So in terms of areas of goals to look at, I'm going to be straddling this 6 plus 1. I'm calling in 6 plus 1 again. I'm going to be looking at career goals. I'm going to be looking at family goals. 
going to be looking at health goals, going to be looking at educational goals, going to be looking at social goals, and I'll be looking at financial goals. Those are the six, because six is the number of man, but I need to get into a place of perfection. And that's a business goal, one I'm adding specially called the entrepreneurial goal. I want you to understand, friends, that yesterday ended last night. The next Christmas in 2021 should not be one where you are gnashing your teeth, where we are sitting down and saying, and I know. Now we have a chance to set the record straight. Now we, we have a chance to look at history and what the vital historical nuggets, whether in terms of our career, what exactly did I not do well? Why didn't I earn a promotion? So I can decide that I want to have a career goal for me is to get promoted. Then I look at the period. You might say, but it's not in my hands now. It's not for me. No, it's activity and your values that will promote you. You make the mistake. Have you seen a man that is diligent in his ways? He will stand before kings and not mere men. That's it. But many of us just sit down and we are watching around us and saying, I want to be like others. Don't want to be. No. That person is who he is. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. And so you can decide that you want to reach a certain professional level within the ambits of your industry. Nobody's going to hold you except yourself. It's a goal. How do we make it happen? Making it happen is an alignment between our values and the activity. And that's what I'm saying to you. Begin the process of thinking, friends. Thinking well. Thinking right. Thinking the future. Thinking about how the past has impacted where you are now. How decisions you did not make or made have impacted the noun. And what you need to color code to make it look better. Color coding in here means that you're going to specifically aim for the sky or beyond. You're specifically going to look for the instrument to use. There are several instruments. I've told you before that the difference between the axe is very different from the spear and different from the arrow. So you can see my short, medium, and long term in those three instruments or tools that I've mentioned to you. There are things that I'm going to do with the axe mentality, which means for me, I'm going to be focusing on following people bumper to bumper, face to face. That is the axe philosophy. If I take the spear, it means that this is going to be from a distance, but the distance is not going to be too far. And I want to create that communication channel. That's why the spear has what they call a shaft. That shaft is what I will use to hold. So what do you have as a point of leverage? What is your shaft? Because the spear must have a spearhead. It has a head. For it to reach and achieve its aim, it means you must be dogged. So what are you doing about it? How are you improving yourself? So what is that shaft that you're going to hold? Is it that you say to yourself, in the next one year, I want to be a great business-minded individual. You work for a company, you are in marketing, or you are in sales, or you are in supply chain, but you want to be a great business manager. You can decide today to meet a friend in finance and tell him or her, can you give me 30 minutes twice every week for the next six months? I don't mind, I'll pay you. This is what I'll pay you. Butter, butter your time. Butter something. You may not have cash, but you can butter. I will teach you this other thing that you don't know, and let us butter. One hour a week, multiply that by 
the number of weeks you're going to have, 26 weeks. Friends, there is no way you will not be month seven, you will not be a business expert because you start showing signs of being a finance and well-rounded business manager. These things are not far-flung, friends, and those are the things I'm going to be talking about in the days to come. So when you are sitting back and saying, vital of history is that I was not learning, I did not know. We are converting that and saying, let's start setting the right priorities. So as you follow me on this journey, I'm trusting God that before the close of the next year we're stepping into, actually, my year started, 2021 has started for me by the grace of God. I'm already in it. That's why I'm thinking more around the week. I'm not thinking about months. I'm thinking by next week, I'm already in it now. I'll be in it upper week. You must join me as we go through because I can't leave you behind. I'm heading for somewhere because I know there's a place called there. Do you have a place called there? Then follow me as I follow Christ. And I look forward to sharing this time with you on Tuesday. One thing I want to say, friends, is that every one of you must do something special for me. And what is that special thing? I want you to sit down and take a record of things that you remember or recall, historical records with the career you want to focus on, questions you'll ask yourself. Why did I not make this? Why am I here? Ask yourself those questions. If there are family goals, ask yourself the questions. If there are health goals, ask yourself questions. If there are educational goals, ask yourself the question. If there are social, ask questions. If there are financial, ask questions. When you ask those questions, as we begin to you know, mix and match, you can then have the opportunity to follow me on my social media platforms at I-D-Y-E-N-A-N-G. That's my handle, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also send a message to me via email, contact at navigatewithid.com. Whatever way, whatever form, this is the place we have to be. So I'll be back on Tuesday as we look at this, and I'll begin to open up some areas that corporate shepherds will be willing to support you, either your business as an individual or your organization. But remember, it's not going to be free. So don't come and be looking for freebies. This is not about freebies. It's about investing in your future and making the best of your world. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Christmas and I'll see you on the other side. God bless you. Goodbye. And that was Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds.